Through innovation, academic excellence, and family-centered clinical care, Children's Mercy Kansas City is transforming outcomes for children around the world. Welcome to the audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. Our topic today is 22Q deletion syndrome, a multidisciplinary approach to individualized care. My guest is Dr. Max Feld. Dr. Feld is the Director of Children's Mercy Endocrine Clinical Services and Outreach Program and Assistant Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Missouri, Kansas City. Dr. Feld, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Tell us about the 22Q deletion syndrome and, and more specifically, why Children's Mercy felt the need to start the Super Q Express Clinic. Certainly. Well, um, this is something that has been around for many, many years, but it's gone by many different names. Uh, it's only been more recently that we've understand the genetics, where it is a, um, a section on the 22nd chromosome that is actually missing, and there is a gene on that that then leads to a lot of different um, kind of syndromes, things that happen oftentimes in the midline. So we can see things involving the heart, um, the lungs, in terms of uh, lips and the palate, there can be some clefting. Um, in terms of hormonal issues, there can be lots of issues with calcium, uh, thyroid, um, um, and there's just a multitude of concerns that can happen. Um, actually, there have been uh, multiple studies looking at um, kind of the phenotype, which can vary from kind of extremely mild to, um, you know, having more than 160 different systems. So um, that's kind of why it's gone by multiple names within the past, but now that we understand the genetics of it, we understand that it's all kind of linked to this. Um, why we here um, felt that it was necessary to, to kind of start this is because these children are uh, very, um, you know, um, um, invested in the, the um, uh, medical system. They see multiple doctors. They, um, you know, oftentimes have to come in for multiple visits throughout the week, throughout the months. And we really kind of looked back and saw that a lot of these families were just having trouble being able to meet the needs of, of what was, you know, needed in terms of going to these visits. They were having a lot of missed appointments or cancellations or rescheduling. And so we really saw that there was a need to try to have one central resource for them so that we could help out in terms of scheduling appointments, getting them there. And then when they come to the appointment, they can see multiple providers at the same time, which then, of course, saves them the time that they would have. Yeah, so when you think back to the to the to what this actually is, a deletion of, of a gene, mm-hmm. is it normal to see so many different potential phenotypes from a a gene deletion like this? You would think that a, a, a deletion of a gene would, would be more narrow in how it presents, but this is this sounds like it's hor- hormonal, it could be cardiovascular. I mean, this is a whole array of things, right? That's right. That's right. And that's actually something that we're still trying to um, kind of figure out. Um, there, there has been quite a bit of uh, literature out there looking at the specific deletion in that region and whether or not it actually links uh, well to uh, the phenotype. And, and unfortunately, that's not really the case. So we don't understand a lot of the mechanism that gives us um, such a spectrum. Um, this is something that we've known about for quite some time, and we felt that it occurs probably in about one in 4,000 people. However, more recently, 
uh, new literature shows that this actually may be occurring um, very, very frequently, maybe even up to like one in 800 people. So this phenotype here may be very, very mild, where people um, may not realize that they actually have this. Or it's been um, thought that, that maybe some of their other symptoms may be due to something else, when in reality it may actually be due to this issue. So what impact has the clinic had on patients and their families? Um, well, so so we've been going now for about three years, and um, what it allows us to do is to basically help these families navigate the system, to coordinate care, to provide a visit, um, which is basically a half day, uh, where we can allow them to be able to see six providers um, at the same time. Uh, that may cut down on, you know, six separate visits, six separate times they have to take off work. Um, it also allows for them to be able to have access to services that, that may take them months to uh, have to kind of navigate into. Um, and families have told me that um, in terms of not only saving time, but in just getting access to resources, that that's been, you know, kind of life-saving in terms of just getting the care that needs um you know, for the for them, um, and it's also important that it's not only that we're looking at uh, the child themselves, but we're looking at the family. Um, oftentimes, these families um, are dealing with lots of other social um, constraints, and and we're able to uh, have them um, meet with a social worker during that visit too, and that really helps in terms of making sure that the child, um, you know, can see the providers, but also navigate the system and uh, make sure that they get the care that they need. So, I mean, I guess when you, when you think about, so you mentioned on average, you know, without your clinic, they would have to have six separate visits. So I can imagine right off the bat, Dr. Feld, that, that the, the greatest impact is simply probably on patient compliance and, and showing up for all of these these doctor visits. Maybe, you know what I'd like to do with it? You know, Children's Mercy has so many different specialty clinics, and many of them kind of take on this multidisciplinary approach. I kind of like for the audience to hear what a typical visit might be for the patient and family. So what, kind of walk us through that. What's, you know, who do they see first? What's, how long does, do these uh, visits last? And, and, and just tell us what you think, the, what kind of feedback do you get from the families? Sure. Well, so, so we do these uh, once per month. It's on um, um, the first Wednesday of the month, and we have the patients come in. Um, we have a, a session in the morning and then a session um, in the afternoon starting around 1230. And we let the families know that it's, that it's going to be a long day. There's going to be many things happening. They're going to be able to see multiple providers, um, and that way they're kind of prepared for that. Um, that way if they need to bring any... Um, you know, things to, to basically help them out in terms of the timing. Um, they meet with our nursing staff first to find out if there's any specific issues. We kind of do a review of systems, and then we can kind of gather some of the information um, to kind of help facilitate um, the visit for the day. Um, what we like to do, and at least the model um, that we're currently doing here um, for the past three years, is that we basically have the families stay um, in one central location, and then the providers come to them. Uh, we feel that that's um, um, a nice model for the family, so that way they're not having to, you know, transfer from room to room, take all of their stuff with you. And so we basically have time set aside for each of the providers to be able to go in, um, speak with the family, do the exam, kind of do the medical um, uh, assessment, and then basically then the next one can 
um, uh, kind of cycle in. Uh, we have social work that is part of that process, so that way they can assess whether or not there's any um, specific concerns. Um, and then basically at the end of the visit, um, we basically have a process where we print out all the things that were discussed during the visit. We really feel that um, we want to make sure that the parents have something that they can take home with them. Um, kind of the theme of it is a train, um, and so we have a train um, kind of, of, of um, handout for them, so that way each of the times that somebody comes in, they can write down specific things that were mentioned during that visit. If the parents have questions, they can fill it out there. We, we really want to make sure that they have information so that when they go home, they can refer and then if they have any additional questions to it, they can let us know. Um, what we also like to do during um, the day is after we've seen the patient for the half day, then all the providers meet uh, typically at lunch, and we discuss each of them. Um, so that way we can make sure that if there's any type of um, concern that may impact, say, a hormonal system or the cardiac system or the immune system, we can compare, and then that way we can plan for the future. By the way, Dr. Feld, I, I, I found it really interesting when you said that, so the patients and their fa- they stay in one room, and when I hear Correct. that, and the doctors come to them, but when I hear that, I, I, I'm like, oh, of, what a great system, right? Why haven't we thought of that a long time ago, right? I think that's a great way to do this, and it probably decreases a lot of stress. How do the families feel about this? So, so, so far, the families love it. Um, what they like is that it's really a... Um, it's it's you know really focused for them. Um, they feel like that we are providing an you know a wonderful service that can look not only at one specific issue but look at the entire um, you know kind of medical history, the patient as a whole, as well as look at the family. What I think that um, um, you know sometimes happens when you're seeing them separately is that you're only really focusing on that one thing. You know, does the child have a calcium issue or a thyroid issue? But in reality, we need to be looking at the whole patient. And I've had many, many family members tell me that that they really feel that we look at them as a whole and that they felt that we were having more discussions between providers and, and making a medical decision that was really based upon the entire story. And so parents have been very, very thrilled with that, as well as the providers. I have to tell you that that one of the things that I've also gotten back in terms of feedback is from the, you know, from the um, uh, 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 physicians themselves, and they've told me that they are learning so much more from the people that they work with, and, and uh, that can really help them in terms of being able to care for these children. So we're talking about the Super Q Express 22Q Clinic. Dr. Feld, is this becoming a model for, for other medical centers throughout the country? I hope so, yes. Um, one of the things that, that I think we do a little bit differently than some other um, centers is that we're not looking for the short term. There are some other centers that really are primarily focusing on the surgical concerns if they have cardiac or a cleft lip, and oftentimes those things get corrected uh, within a few years of life. My focus is really for the long term. My focus is to make sure that we can provide continued care um, for this patient from the moment that we see them until we can help them to move on, you know, and, and then make sure that um, they can get the necessary care for when, um, um, you know, they turn, uh, uh, we actually see them up to age um, um, 21. So we want to make sure that we have that continued process. 
Um, and I hope that that is a model um, that can um, help out. Right. That's great. Dr. Feld, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, it really does sound like a very unique approach. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you can go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Michael Smith. Thanks for listening.